Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Conversation on Podcast. This week's a special week. What? A Conversation on Podcast? Conversation on. That's the name of the podcast. It's a Conversation on. Okay. And then we add other stuff. Cool. And uh, this week is a special week because we're taking a break from Genesis, which we started last week. Because we have been time for a break. <laughs> After one week of Genesis, we are exhausted. And uh, we, ha- we have a united service. So w- opportunity for all of our locations to come together to have one celebratory service together to enjoy the sunshine to enjoy a meal together and uh yeah that's what we're doing this week we're inviting all of the low-key mvps yeah we're talking about how to be so first step of that is recognize who is but then how to be a low-key mvp for the people in your lives and so a low-key mvp is uh they're like they're like your people like if you made a list of like who are your people? Like, who cares about you? Who's in your corner? Who's got your back? Uh, those are the low-key MVPs, and those people have a big impact on our lives. Does Do low-key MVPs know they are low-key MVPs? I think so. Maybe? Like, because I don't feel like this is a one-way thing. Most, I mean, sometimes it can be, but, like, when we're talking about the people in our life that are in relationship with, like, I feel like there's people that are low-key MVPs for, I feel so silly saying that. They're not that cool, but. <laughs> well, I, that that's why I wanted to take the intro. Yeah. I thought you would that. feel. I'd like, in- be up there be like, low-key, oh, somebody else say it. <laughs> <laughs> when Greg will just walk up and grab the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> every, every time. It's when you look at someone and you see them and where they're at in life and their successes and all that stuff. The Loki MVP in their lives are the people who have impacted them to that spot, essentially. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think it can be a two way street, but I don't think it's like a required. And I don't think it should be measured in that way either. Like, I'm only going to be supportive if they're supportive. That makes you're not Loki MVP then. I think most Loki MVPs would, their first response would be to say, it was no big deal. I, I don't even, what do you mean? I don't even necessarily know what I did. Sure, because uh, I think that most world, I mean, this is not necessarily tied to this, but most world-changing moments are done by no big deal moments, not necessarily the biggest deal moments. Well, and they're usually done way ahead of time. Yeah. Which is like, you say it all the time, but like, you know, you've been impacted by the people who have been committed to praying for you in your life. Those are those are the low key MVPs in your life. And they were doing that long before... Before you were, before you graduated college, before you were a pastor, before, like, before all of the things in life that create life, they were, they believed in you. I think part of the heavy responsibility is that, uh, I think most people would say, man, the people that invested in me when I was younger, when I was a kid, when I was in that crisis moment or whatever, man, they changed the, really the trajectory of my life. And if you feel the weight of it, is he like, do you think there's anybody who, who's going through one of those moments who doesn't have somebody sticking with them? Mm. You go, yes. Yeah. And uh, that's not, I mean, the, the response could be, well, that's not fair. Or the response could be, I actually, I think I have some responsibility. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, that's really the whole point that we're bringing across, coming across in this, is that our calling is to, as followers of Christ, as disciplers of people, or people that are being discipled, is to uh, realize that 
Yeah. Everybody needs, and we're supposed to be low-key MVPs. Yeah, I, I mean, think what I'm like struggling a little with, not struggling, but thinking a lot about is I think that in my mind, I'm thinking low-key MVP is not like, there's not this requirement to be extraordinary, but there is a requirement to be, maybe not a requirement, but I think when I think about kids, especially, or like when you're young, like consistency is important. And like, there's kids that I feel like I want to be able to spend more time with and being consistent in their life is helpful. And it's not that I have to be, do anything extraordinary, but it is, there's some commitment there in that context, at least. And so then I feel like in my mind, I think the low key part, I'm like, is this daily? Is this the people that I'm doing like with, or are these the people that like, it is a little bit of an extra step to, to love them well, or, so that's kind of my question, thought process. I think, well, it's, it's so good, like that we're starting off with a conversation about who have these people been like trying to identify these people in your life. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will say parents. That's like a good starting yeah. place. Uh, maybe not everybody, but um, but I think like the a good way that you can measure who's been a low key MVP in your life is that consistency over time. Mm-hmm. Like who, yeah, who is believing in me when I was a stupid college student and is still on my side today? Who like when I was going through hard moments of life? Who was like they didn't do anything crazy, but they were there and they're still somehow connected like uh and the low key part is that what that is like what that means to me is that it's their support uh of me and my life isn't about them like they are like they are willing to step back from the limelight in the way that they care for Mm -hmm. me so that uh to like empower me and so like Mm -hmm. that's like I want to be empowering of people in a way that makes it not about me. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes if you would, in a moment, you could ask a kid, you know, is what you need from your parents to be consistent or to take you to Disney? Land? Right. I think it's very, it can be very easy to say Disneyland for sure, but well, and don't most like, isn't that the the trope of a bad parent is that they don't they're not consistent but they do take you to Disneyland but like they try to buy your well, buy their way buy their relationship with yeah. you and so I think that that I mean illustrates a point is that um, we can think um, in any moment it's not just a kid moment a moment you can say man what I need right now is somebody to just come in and fix all this uh, to entertain me to give me purpose whatever to do all these things for you. But give it some time. The thing that'll really have value, the thing that'll have long-term impact was not the big splash, but rather the there available, consistent. Mm-hmm. I do think, I've, I've thought about this a lot even lately for a couple different catalysts uh, for it, but, you know, to have, you know, unconditional love is an important thing. And part of, part of being a low-key MVP is being a person that doesn't foster insecurity, but like there's security, but there's, there is somebody that, uh, I don't necessarily know why it doesn't eliminate all insecurity, but I, I'm pretty sure they really love me is, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that, that is massive. And again, to think about the cost of somebody having the list of all of their relationships put before them and go, 
who loves you in spite of all the circumstances, situations of your successes and failures? And you go, but I don't know. Uh, you know, it's, I think a lot of people, there's potential for people to cross off every name on the list. And I think a low key MVP is somebody who um, would say, you know, did they do the biggest things? No. But did you know that they cared about you no matter what? Yes. I think too, they like, I like that, uh, that picture of security because like if you are going to do something out there, risky, something in life and you know, like if you are, have some insecurity of like, man, if I fail at this, then oh, everyone's going to leave me. Yeah. It's going to be over. Then you're like, you're never, no one, no one sane would do anything. That's my computer. That sucks. Uh, but at the same time, you go, man, if I have so much security, you could think of it as a job. Like if I know that my job is going to be supportive of me, even if I fail, well, then we can try. Yeah, We can try to do things and see what happens and learn from it. But if you're like, I'm on the knife's edge of being fired, I'm going to just blend into the background. And so like yeah. having low-key MVPs in your life empowers you to to take risks, to try things, to uh -huh. be the best version of yourself. And like, don't we want that for the, our, for the relationships with people in our lives? And mm -hmm. how do we help people do that? Step one, be a low-key MVP for the people in your life. Yep. People that are experiencing homelessness over often, there's every narrative is unique and different. But I do think something that is a commonality is that uh, because of others around them or personal failing, which is, those are both really, really heavy, is that those safety nets of relationship have been lost or burned or mm -hmm. like can't be trusted out of the head on. And again, that's, this is gross oversimplification, but you know, if there is a moment where you go, man, if I mess this one thing up, everything implodes. Yeah. Uh, that again, the value of being a low-key MVP for somebody being consistent, constant for somebody, whether it's a family member or a neighbor or a coworker or whatever it is, is that um, to be that barrier to total ruin and isolation. And uh, sometimes it is literally like, uh, I, I don't know where else to go. Uh, but also sometimes it's like, I don't know if anybody else cares or if anybody else is thinking about this or um, if if anybody will still like me. And those, again, that's the moment where somebody would say, it's really not that big a deal. But in those moments, it's the biggest deal. Yeah. I'm, one of my favorite moments in scripture I'm going to bring up in the, in the conversation this week is uh, just this tiny moment in the beginning of Luke chapter 8. Jesus, it, I, this is an unfair uh, lumping of, like, Jesus was in the middle of intense ministry, which the Gospels, I don't know if there's a moment where he's not, but yeah, um, he's, he's doing stuff, and he's uh, being, he's healing people, he's teaching people, he's facing opposition, he's, all these things are happening. And then right at the beginning of chapter 8, there's this, this very short interlude where three ladies are mentioned. Mary, who, what a great asterisk to anyone, is like, you know Mary, the one who had seven demons. 
it's kind of heavy. And then Joanna, who's was the wife of the manager of Herod's house. So what that means is that so who the guy who was managing Herod's house, which Herod was not a an inherited fan of Jesus, his manager of his house, which would like that would be an assumption as well, not a fan of Jesus, not a cultural fan of Jesus. His wife is lumped in there. And then Susanna, who's, it's just like, who is that again? I don't know. Susanna something. <laughs> and uh, so these people are mentioned, the lady with the past, the lady who probably wasn't supported, and the nobody. And then the last line of, of verse number three is, these women, women were helping to support them, meaning Jesus and his disciples, out of their own means. And uh, if you think, Jesus, the Son of God, changing the world. Man, there must have been huge grants. And, um, you know, they all this huge supporters, the wealthiest people of the era were investing in Jesus, helping it. But here are just three simple people, and they were helping support the Jesus and the disciples out of their own means. Is, uh, uh, that's without consequence, that, that statement. And so when we think about us being a support to Jesus accomplishing his will and way, um, our, what can I do? Yeah. And and that's the moment where it's like, exactly. You can't. I think, yeah. Sorry. I think that, um, like, something I keep thinking, and I, it's kind of like, it's related to that and related to what I was saying earlier. Like, being a low-key MVP... <laughs> Um, like there's still cost involved. Yeah. Like it isn't, I think that like in my mind, I think about this and I think, oh, okay, this is me loving people. Well, this is, you know, throughout my day, but this is, while it's, it may not require extraordinary something of people, it does still cost something intention, consistency, For sure. um, kind of just seeing beyond yourself. And I think that like, that's important to think about is where, where can I, it's that there's this whole thing where you say yes to something is saying no to something else or saying no to one thing is saying yes to something else. And what can I say no to so that I can be this in somebody else's life and what, where, you know, like it's not without cost. I'm not saying that well, but it's not without cost. And I think that it's important to remember that just because. It matters, but it also, like, it does require intention. Yeah. The, one of the splash verses from chapter 7 is that at that time, Jesus cured many people of their diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits, gave sight to many who were blind. And so Jesus was accomplishing his will and meeting the needs of people. But what was underneath that? Mm -hmm. And so you, we can say... Um, Jesus, what what are you going to do in a family member's life? Mm -hmm. And uh, again, my faith says that that God will work in people's lives, but the narrative even with Jesus' physical presence on earth was that it, he was supported by the help of normal people doing what they could. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so while Jesus does the crazy miraculous, who is supporting them? Susanna, who we never hear anything like, just this name is dropped, and like Susanna, what was what was her last name? I don't know. She was helpful. Yeah, and uh, that's yeah, that's powerful. And so when I think about the people that 
I think it's part of the process is understanding like who who are we supposed to be that low-key MVP for in our life, in our world, not letting that just be ra abstract random. But realizing that, you know, God will can and will do great things in people's lives and God doing can and doing great things in people's lives is going to come out of people like me doing, supporting Jesus with whatever I could. Yeah, I think the the culture of Christianity I grew up in, it was so like the the miraculous, the big, the insane, the large crowds, all those things were so idolized that like that was, if you were going to go into ministry, the goal was to do something big yeah, with your faith, whatever that meant. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and like the more, the more we have these, I don't know, the more life I live, the more we study, the more we read kind of what's happening in the Bible, like the, really the, like the, what's actually important is, is just like being supportive of the people in your life and believing in them and, uh, and not trying to, I don't know, achievement changes and what faith looks like changes. Uh, when you see the way that Jesus walked with his disciples, he empowered them and sure they did great things, but I think most of the times he was just being supportive of like what they wanted to do. And I always think it's so funny, Scott, like, I love when you say, I know not everyone resonates with this necessarily, but when you like, when you're trying to figure out what to do with your life and God goes, I don't care. Like, yeah. I think <laughs> like that's God's way of like being the Loki MVP of like, whatever you do, I'm, I'm with you, dude. Like figure it out. I'm excited about what you're excited about. And, and I think like, man, how can, how can like, I don't know. I think my job as a pastor and my brain has shifted from like a, attracting a large crowd to trying to just care for people in my life and let them like I want people to be able to live a better life because they know they have people that care about them yeah. uh, whatever that looks like mm -hmm. and so I don't know it's interesting I think the equation breakdown is when you go I've got to do something epic with my life mm -hmm. which uh, generally involves later with more support more experience more whatever and then that leaves a void in that season where you're not helping serving investing in the people that are under your feet surrounding you yeah which then builds a cultural requirement for more superhero big moments big splash somebody to do something epic because you're not pulling your load because you hope to someday do something that's a big splash whatever right. and uh the waiting for the someday, waiting for the big opportunity, the waiting for the the epic moment will lead you to, uh, it lead it to never come to you, but also will lead this massive gap of, of need that needs to be met. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think culturally you can go, the need is so huge. What can you even do? That can be paralyzing. But again, I go back to this narrative in, in Luke chapter eight is that did these three ladies have enough to meet every need in the world? No. So it's that they helped by giving what they could out of their own means. Mm -hmm. And uh, that mattered. Mm -hmm. And so when you say, whatever they want to do, something that matters, if that's code for something that is epic in the eyes of somebody else, it's uh, it's really missing the point. And it will lead to more void. Huh. Yeah.
Rich is concluding us, so you want to conclude us with some thoughts? <laughs> no, the, I think the, the emphasis on consistency is important. The emphasis on uh, presence over time is important. Yeah, I've said that a lot. And I think the other side of it, too, is we also need to live our lives in such a way that we might be the low-key MVP of someone's story that we have no idea who are. <laughs> because when we're living like Christ and we're out there, then there might be a moment where we encourage someone and we're, we're just like, man, this was a really great latte. I just want to let you know you are doing a great job. Yeah. Thank you so much. And leave. Like, They might talk about that years down the road. So I think my encouragement would just be live your life as a low-key MVP for everyone with intentionality with the people that God has put in your life over time. Mm-hmm. Sure. I like that. That's it. That's it. I love it. Mm. Yeah, that's good. We, uh, yeah, United Service, always a great opportunity to get everybody together and uh, get the fam all together, family gathering moment. And uh, next week, we'll, we'll jump back into Genesis and we'll be there for what feels like eternity. At least from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next week. Mm.